It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Erber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. And welcome to yet another edition of the Insider Gosh darn it, I did it again. The Industry Insider Podcast. <laughs> You're fired. I, I should fire myself. Welcome to another episode of the Industry Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Petrie, with Promo Corner. With me is Jeff Franklin, Meg Erber, and Stephen McFadden, and I'll introduce those fine folks in a second. But first, I want to introduce you to the good, good strongs over at Gold Star. They want to help you experience simplicity when you're buying promotional products. You know, they do make that buying process as easy as possible, removing as much of the friction as they possibly can to make your buying experience and buying journey very, very easy. There's never any setup for decoration, uh, setup charges for decoration. There's no hidden proof fees ever. They have that all-inclusive pricing, free ground shipping on writing instruments, free sales and marketing tools to help you wow your customers and close that deal. So if you want to learn more about how they can remove friction from your buying process and make it easier for you to make more money, why not head over to goldstarpens.com and sign up for that free Simplicity Starter Kit. You won't be sorry you did. Before I introduce my other three co-hosts on this podcast, I want to remind you that this is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search Promo Corner in their handy search feature and click on that subscribe button so you can enjoy this at the time of your choosing. Now, I'm really excited to talk about this uh, topic today, but first, let's introduce our wonderful panel. First, we have Jeff Franklin, the National Account Manager with Headwear USA. That's a me. Hi. <laughs> oh, jeez. Then we have the lovely and talented Stephen McFadden, president of Perfect Promotions and more. Super excited to be here on the Industry Insider podcast. We no, have it's the, the Insider Industry. We have the triple lovely Uh-oh. and talented Meg Erber, the outside sales manager for SNS Activewear. Hey. All right, so Jeff Franklin suggested we go ahead and milk this cow. So we have one topic and one topic only for this podcast. And as I reach for an udder, the topic I am squeezing out is Expo East. Are you going and how do we make it better? Now, I believe this was Stephen McFadden's topic. Is that correct, Mr. McFadden? I think it might have been mine, actually. I don't think so. I think this was Jeff Franklin's topic. <laughs> Jeff, is that correct? I yeah, I yeah, I think so. Okay, um, so Jeff, what was your thought process? Why don't you tee it up for everybody? Let us know what you were thinking. Why is this an important thing to discuss on both the Industry Insider podcast and the Insider Industry podcast? Well, I mean, we've already sort of <laughs> talked about the future of trade shows a little bit, so this may be a little bit redundant. But, hey, Expo East is coming, and, uh, you know, I'm just curious to see what everybody else's take on Expo East is and how to prepare for Expo East and how to get the most out of Expo East and what we can possibly do or provide uh, as feedback to PPAI as to how to make Expo East better. Okay, before you kick it off to anyone else, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire. This is All your right, topic. let's do it. What do you think about Expo East? What are, what are your thoughts? Uh, this is the first year uh, that I have been a in the promotional products uh, industry, so 12 years now, that headwear will not be exhibiting at okay. Expo East. Okay, why is that? 
return on investment, declining attendance, mm-hmm. um, so on and so forth. I personally like the show. I think it was a mistake when they joined with ISS, but I understand why the mis- decision was made. Um, you know, but they've parted from ISS last year. Uh, was the first year that uh, since that um, department. And uh, I think the show was decent, uh, and I'm I'm hoping that it rebounds even further this year. I'm still attending Expo East. We're just not exhibiting. Got it. Okay. So, Stephen, what about you? I will not be attending. Have um, you attended in the past? I mean, I what are have. your thoughts on it? Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. Right. You were there uh, last year. He did. You spoke yeah, last was. year, if I memory serves me correctly. So I did I, Bill. Well, I was about to say that, but thank okay. you for making me feel like a like a loser. Appreciate that, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I did get to speak. It was from that perspective, it was interesting. But it was it was cool. Um, the trade show, though, uh, I I mean, it's it's so hard to 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 compare it, you know, because it's you know, if you want to value a trade show, you have to compare it to the other things that are being offered, and the other trade shows being offered are way better um so i don't know i came away from it thinking yeah i don't know that it's worth going back uh you know i i wonder if we had a new sales rep she had hadn't had the opportunity to go to a big show and i said hey this i haven't been to this show yet i know it's it's a it's a it's an expo it should be a good you know full immersion into product you know, let's get you up there because that's the next show available so you can see some stuff. And I was like, oh, man, that that was not great. Was that your uh, first time at Expo East? It was my first time at Expo East. Okay. Was. What wasn't great about it? What didn't you like about it? Just the the attendance? I mean, that wouldn't really affect you, but was it the, the amount of suppliers that were there or the quality of suppliers? What didn't you like about it? Yeah, so both the amount of suppliers, the amount of stuff the suppliers like the space that they took up as far as what they provided us so that we could, mm. you know, learn, you know, the, the booth sizes are a 10th of the size uh, of the product being displayed, you know, not to, you know, not to, not to use one, you know, client, uh, customer as an example, or excuse me, supplier as an example, but you know, like hit takes up, you know, probably 14 booth spaces at something like, you know, Vegas. So if you're trying to get full immersed into product in the industry, you know, you can do that. But I think at Expo they had two ten by tens. You know, there's they would not be able to show, but I don't know a couple hundred products at most if you jammed in their line, which is not a good you know example of of them as a company. Um, granted, that may go into how do you do a trade show and you know what you should be doing at those trade shows. So sure, you can have good conversations with people and talk about projects, yada yada yada. But from a full immersion perspective of the industry, that that didn't it didn't meet that objective uh, from us for our, our our employee. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I'll chime in, um, which I really try not to very much. But I think on the last episode we were talking about being resistant to change. I had to yap a lot. So why break <laughs> precedent? So uh, I am attending Expo East. It's the first time in probably four years I am intentionally not speaking. Um, I, I uh, took myself kind of out of the running for that. I just wanted a break from doing that. I do a lot of that speaking, and, and last year kind of caught up with me. I, I'm going to be very candid here. Um, I don't know any other way. I think it's a good show. Um, I think it's a good regional show. Where I think the challenge I have with the show is that it's a really successful one-day show that is stretched over two days. 
um, that's where I think, at least from my perspective, the friction lies. I think that the education is good there. Uh, I mean, obviously, Jeff and Stephen spoke there, so of course the education was outstanding. Um, (laughs) But I I think, you know, a lot of people squawk about the proximity that it's hard to get to. And it's not the easiest place to get to. I hate Atlantic City. Yeah, well, hold on. I'm going to get to that. I I live here, so. Yeah, so, (laughs) well, look, as I always say, Atlantic City is a place that never loses any of its charm. Um, But so never had it to begin with. uh, Exactly (laughs) my point. But, you know, people say I have to fly into Philadelphia and then I got to drive an hour to Atlantic City. And yeah, that's kind of a pain, but it's the same thing if you flew into Dallas and you had to drive up to Frisco, and no one would give two thoughts about that. Um, and so I, I don't think that much, that's an issue. I think what you have here is because it's located in Atlantic City, which is a city that does present its own unique set of challenges, um, it, it's a day show. The vast majority of attendees of that show are coming in. They're driving in the morning of day one, and they're leaving after day t- after the that first day is done, they're not staying overnight. Um, and that's what I've really seen over the past couple of years. It seems like the vast majority of people I see at uh, the, the evening of the first day of the show, after the first day has ended, either people are having a sales meeting there. I know in the past I promote use had meetings there and things like that. But if, there's, if, if someone's not holding a meeting, there's almost no distributors there. It's it's all suppliers, it's all exhibitors, and it's all the the people who conducted that fine, high quality education. So, I think th- I think really for my issue, the crux is, it's really a great one day show, that's being forced to be stretched over two days, and and it's that day two that I think is the biggest uh, challenge I see with that show. Bill, you uh, promo corner exhibits at Expo, right? And and Expo East, yes, and Expo both. East. So. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, couldn't you really say the same thing about Expo Las Vegas, though, considering that it's a three-day show that's really just a two-day show? I could. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Expo is but I don't think a two-day show. Well, I, I don't think Expo – I don't think – yeah, I was about to say, I think still – I'd say Expo is a two-and-a-half-day show. I think that I think PPA has done a pretty good job of kind of recognizing when, when – that when, when that show dies back, yes, there's all you know, day three is always a, a slower day. But well, let's I mean, be I honest. Can, I can tell you when you're looking at the number of scans, and the first day you get you know 300, the second day you get 300, and the third day you get 20. But also, uh, I, I, a, I, I get that. I do. It's also I a different caliber of, of customers who are coming in on that third day as it, well. Yeah, and I get that. I look, the last day of any trade show is going to present its challenges yeah. mm-hmm. no matter what. I, I don't I – mean, I mean, and maybe that's a topic for a different podcast. But speaking specifically for Expo East or, you know, you just brought up Expo, Las Vegas is more of a destination city than Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And so I do you, agree with you that it's a good regional show. Yeah, it's a and, great regional show. And Vegas is a national show for Correct. sure. There are people come from yeah, all over the country they, to go to that yeah, show. Yeah. Yep. I, well, even, I was going to say, I don't think East is aver- – I mean, you're saying it's a regional show, but – for me, being my my first example, and I, I know we're probably being coy with the terminology, but it, yeah. it seemed as though they were advertising it as the East National Show. You it know, is so, advertised so, that way. Supposed so my, to be, yeah. So my impression of it was going to be something, you know, even if it was half of Vegas or you know half of an ASI Orlando or something, that would have been that would have been okay. That's but probably, it was. It's probably the it same size as Orlando. Mm-hmm. If now? you if you ask me, I it yeah actually. Well, Orlando used Bill, to be. Bill, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it used to be the show. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
Well, would not, wouldn't I agree with what, Jeff? I'm sorry. That that Expo East is probably the same size, or possibly even bigger, or as big as Orlando. I think it's half. No, uh, I you know I I can't speak to that. It's been a few years since I've been to Orlando. Um, I I could I can't answer that. I'm sorry. I mean I, I look at ASI Orlando, ASI Chicago, ASI Dallas, or whatever Fort Worth or whatever. I think of all those as like large regional shows just like i look at expo east as being a large regional show when you look at the people that are coming into expo east 90 percent of the attendees are from new york or new jersey right yeah. it's a day Hands it's down. a day trip for them that's what i was it, saying exactly earlier. it's a, it's a regional right. show well and yes you, you get your outliers you get your people from north carolina that come up and bring their their you know first time sure. employee uh <laughs> to to check out uh, expo and i think that's it's actually a great experience uh, yes expo east sorry it's a great experience for somebody that's new to the industry because as as shitty as that show might have been from your perspective steven i think for a first timer and somebody that's new to the industry that was probably mind blowing for them cuz uh, i know people when they go to a regional show like no. cppa or as <laughs> end user shows uh, yeah or, well oh, i mean when you go to a, a small regional show like a, one of the 27s um, and you go to those shows. Like I know people that go to those as their first experience, and they're sure, sure. blown away at how much is in the industry. But my, and, you know, my impression and my my thought of what it was going to be made me talk it up too much because I was looking at the stuff online and how it's advertised, and looking at my experience of the other shows that PPI puts on. So I I probably overinflated it. So is that my fault? Yeah, I don't, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it is. Cause no, because you haven't have been there before. You, right. your expectation is is here, and your the you know the level sure. that you got was down here. So, what based on the marketing and everything else that you've seen, and what what made you pump it up to that level? You know, because that's mean, they, that's what I want to know. Because maybe maybe PPAI can make those changes or get that feedback and possibly make this show better. I like the idea of doing a show in June. I really do, and I oh, think yeah, Expo I East is a great thing. But maybe that maybe instead of being Expo East, maybe they just make it expo something else and it's a destination thing every year and you do some to, it's a rotating thing it's, it's been it's been in discussion being on the board for sagney for many years and being part of that uh when they sold its ppi and the controversy between having it join with iss and who was happy and who wasn't I've, I've been on that back end of that and i can say they're always looking to better the show but then when I wear my supplier hat, last year we actually didn't exhibit. It was the year before it was so small uh, for us and the attendance wasn't as good that we decided not to be there. I wanted to be there, so I was, but my company was not. But because I was there last year, my company is now exhibiting this year and we're going to have a nice size booth. But I'm also, you you know, the, the title of the podcast today was actually, how can we make it better? Mm-hmm. Well, Puppies, A, number one, didn't that work at, at Vegas? But B, I am actually teaching a women's self-defense seminar. I think it's all about providing content, content that people remember. You've got to stand out and really make yourself shine. I think, I don't remember who said it, Stephen or, or Jeff, but it, it was Stephen. The, the the booth sizes are small. If you're only going to bring a 20-foot booth in, then you got to really leave a powerful punch. Like they're only going to remember you for what 10 percent or a very small percentage of of what you talk to them about so make it memorable make your booth all about content 
But the thing that you have to consider, though, Meg, is that somebody, you know, a, there's there's a lot of small suppliers out there, just like there are yeah. a lot of small distributors. So yep. for somebody, a small supplier to come into Atlantic City and to spend, you know, $20,000 on 20 feet of space or 30 feet of space or 40 feet of space, whatever, you know, plus you're paying Freeman a million dollars to yep. take your take your crate off of a truck and put it at your booth, which is just a whole other topic. I know. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're paying for your hotel, your food, your wining and dining and everything else. It's a $20,000, $30,000 investment from a supplier to do that kind of booth and it's a lot of money especially for a regional show how much money are you going to sink into you know the states of new york and new jersey now yes it's a very largely populated area and yes there's probably a crap ton of business uh to come out of those areas but at the same time you know you're not going to get nearly the bang for your buck out of that show as you would out of expo in las vegas because that's a national show you're reaching a much broader audience and the cost the cost for a 10-foot booth is the same or around the same in expo as it is in expo east so why would i pay the same prices for expo east if i'm not going to get because your competition will be there so let me let me ask this because i'm I'm so, confused, shocked to nobody, but, um, <laughs> you know, we're talking about how to make it better. And one of the things I said is, you know, bigger booths or better booths, I guess would be probably better or it, more, more suppliers, make it a bigger show. But, and you guys are both saying it's a good show, but neither of you are attending. So no, I guess I am. So, I thought you were just walking around. No, no, that I, was last year, okay. last year. And okay. I actually had a suite across the street. <laughs> nice. Okay. So, but there are several groups that are not returning i mean jeff you said it's good but you're not attending you're excuse me you're not setting up you know other people are saying it's good i think the show has has had a downward trend over the last 10 years it has and i think that's why more people need to come up with more ideas of how to make it better and And that's why and iss was the same way and i think that's why the two decided that it was you know beneficial for them to join shows because then you're going to get you know a lot more floor yeah two birds one stone yeah uh but it turned out to be more negative on the promotional product side of things than anything else i think and that's why i was super happy that they decided to part ways with iss and last year uh we did give it a shot and we're not necessarily ones to turn away shows like this i think you know especially the the nationals and we'll call them quote unquote large uh, regionals uh you know we'd like to do those kind of shows because we do get you know return on the investment for those but you know i guess we're just trying something a little bit different because we're not really sure how much return we're getting on the investment of being at expo east um you know because it's it's a large regional and you know if we can do if we're doing the sagney shows do we really need to do expo east would it make more sense just to call this show what it is then and make it just a regional show i mean i know that sounds weird but i mean doesn't that doesn't that seem like part of the solution is to call what it is well i don't think ppai wants to market it as a as a large regional i think they want it to be a national show but it's it's how it's they want people like me to get confused and send us correct there (laughs) i think so I mean, but that's that's kind of what I'm getting at. And like, I'm glad you th- came last year because that, that helped contribute to, you know, the show being better last year than it was the the year prior to that, you know, when it was still with ISS. But I can argue now I'm I'm hurting it by talking about how bad it was and not going back. So I'm, I don't know well, if my, my attendance hope- one year is probably more detrimental to its progress because it was bad experience. Mm. I, I, don't know. I mean, I hope hopefully anybody that's listening to the podcast doesn't, think that we're shitting all over no, the show because no, no. I don't think it's it's not it's a bad show yeah. but I think there are certainly ways to improve the show or things that need to be done to improve the show uh, because it has been declining and I, that's why I, like when I 
thought of this as a topic, I really wanted to see, you know, what everybody else thinks because, you know, collective minds make things better and I, you know, you get more ideas and better, better solutions to the problem. And ultimately I, I do see some pain points with this show and I would like to see it be better. So I'm, I'm hoping that you guys and our audience is able to contribute some ideas and feedback to make the show better. And I'm sure PPAI sends out surveys and stuff like that post show to get feedback, but, uh, I just haven't seen a ton of things being changed. Yeah. I I think having the regional associations contribute and be part of the marketing and, and reaching out to their, their members. I think that offers a lot. Um, and with that being said, I know, Papa is they did they're doing a huge event it's like a mm-hmm. beach party thing you're buying tickets and I think by offering these types of events people want to go to they don't want to go to the show I mean when they're going out to expo in Vegas they're they're expecting to be parties events to be wined and dined and I think when they come to the east coast if that's not going on it's a disappointment so kudos to Papa for for doing that beach party event I think there's a golf tournament um, when I was on the Sagney board we did a 5k we did um I, I, there was a couple different things, and this year I'm trying to get my gang together so we can do a, a karaoke thing, but I don't know if the karaoke bar is open on a Monday, Tuesday, but really just trying to provide an experience rather than just, hey, check out this t-shirt, or, you know, I, they're not going to remember that t-shirt. They're going to remember the experiences that they had. So, yeah, sure. are the shows the same as they were, or are they getting any better, or are they getting less? It's all about the experiences, I think, and, and making sure that your customers remember you and you're growing that relationship and what their takeaway was all right well i was able to grow that relationship with customer a and b and c because we spent time not talking about promotional products or apparel you know so take that opportunity grow the relationship and and don't worry necessarily about the next guy but i think being there and having a presence is beneficial uh sorry jeff but you know, you're not there, but your competitors are no, going to be. There's a reason be. we've stuck it out for the last 10 yeah. years, you know, yeah. and, and through the declining attendance. Yeah. Like I said, we're trying something a little bit different this year because we just want to see if it really does impact us by not being there. I okay. personally don't think it will that much, um, you know, because I know we're not the only ones that have decided to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, like I said, I want to support the show, um, but I, there's a whole nother, you know, th- uh, sub layer to, you know, parts of why we're not doing the show. Um, you know, as far as, you know, uh, show or booth assignment and stuff like that, they, you know, PPAI, you know, um, assigns these priority points based on, you know, the amount of money that you spend with them mm, based on, you know, yeah. through advertisements and sponsorships and yada, yada, and how, how many years you've been a PPAI member and how many of the expos you've attended and how many of the Expo Easts you've attended. And you accumulate all these points, but, and, and that's great. But what that really does is that it, it, it's, it's, um, it's counterproductive for a newer uh, supplier to come into the show and be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to get the crappiest booth assignment because I'm new to PPAI uh, rather than, you know, figuring out another way. And listen, I'm not saying anybody's perfect in that sense. I don't think, um, I don't think the way ASI does it necessarily is the greatest way either. Um, So I know I'm just talking about the problem and not providing a solution, which is bad (laughs) on me, but Ultimately, I'd like to see that changed as well. But outside of that, I mean, as far as, you know, the location, like, I think that is part of the problem. Do you think if we, if, if, if PPAI changed it and they did a rotating show where it was, you know, in five different cities across the country, uh, you know, and it rotated that way, you know, is that something that would, you know, drum up more people or provide more value for uh, suppliers? Because personally, like I said, the cost is about the same between a 10 foot or for 10 foot uh, at expo and 10 
foot at Expo East. Uh, so, f- you know, if it's wow. the same and I'm not getting the same return and the show's a day, uh, you know, a day uh, shorter and, you know, the costs of everything. I mean, listen, I, I don't know what the costs are. You know, I'm sure the Atlantic City Convention Center is not cheap. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, maybe there's something that they need to do there to provide more value for suppliers that are attending to, to incentivize them a little bit more because the return for the value or for the, for the cost, the value is just not there. Well, I think we've covered a ton in this episode, quite frankly. <laughs> I was going uh, to add a couple things a couple times, but I just like you guys ran with it, which was awesome. I think there's a lot of great things here. We talked about the history of the show, why it is the way it is, and um, I, I think there's some really good takeaways here. So as Jeff would be wont to say, I'd like to hear what uh, our audience thinks of this once they listen. Another thing I'd like our audience to do is go ahead and visit our friends over at Gold Star Pens because um, they can – experience simplicity in the buying process when they do that head over to goldstarpens.com get your free simplicity starter kit you won't be sorry you did folks really great discussion i think a a very spirited one too and i think that always makes for a great podcast so thanks to all of you Mm -hmm. thanks take care thank you Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.